his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. special it'll be quite exceptional compared to any other type of thing on offer in the world what does he think makes this or any other church exceptional so we've done a few things over the last couple of weeks we said uh, an exceptional church and these aren't sort of full and complete statements these are perhaps some things that we forget or tend to forget as churches we just want to recover that right saying an exceptional church gets the value of the body at the table of the Lord's Supper. In other words, they get the value of each other, the value that we get to be a part of the church, the value that God allows us to be part of the church. It's huge. And an ch exceptional church gets that because they get how valuable Jesus is. Right? That's the starting point. Secondly, we get the value of encountering God through his word, the Bible, that God would want to have us experience him through the power of his spirit as he reveals himself, himself in the Bible. Uh, we get that if we truly get what church is about. And today, it's already been mentioned, uh, an exceptional church values the place and the purpose of children in God's kingdom. So kids, can I get you to all look at me, please? You are all in church today with us, and that's a bit long for you. And I'm going to try and make it not that long for you. I'll do my best. But please work with me. Can I ask you to do something for me now, kids? And you consider whether you're a kid or not. You can react to this if you want to. All kids, can you please stand on your chairs for me? No, you may not jump on them. I think Regan already you know, flaunted all risk assessment this morning by her. Okay, great stuff. If you're sitting behind one of these kids, just watch the chair. No, you cannot jump on them. All right, everyone, can you take a good look at what you see? All the adults in the room, have a good look at what you see. Okay, kids, you can sit down for me again. Here's the question I want you to think on. 
How important are the people who you just saw? How important are they? How important are these little critters who bang their shakers all morning while we're singing? How important are children to you as a member of Christ's body? I'm not talking about your children, parents. Every parent would say their children are important to them. But those not your children, whether you're a parent or not. How important are children to you and to us? as a community of believers, if you are one? That's the question, and I'll talk about it and answer it in the words of Jesus. Here's what Anna read to us this morning. Flick on one. Oh, Georgia, my clicker doesn't seem to work with me. Can you just scoot me over? Thank you. All right, children, can you imagine... You have all good imaginations, I know that. Now I want you to imagine this story with me as I tell it. This is from a time when Jesus was around. You know, Jesus one day was on his way somewhere and he worked with a lot of the people around him who were called his disciples, right? And Jesus is an incredibly important person. We just need to get that straight. Who are we talking about here? We're talking about the person who created everything the one who spoke the universe into motion. We are talking about the one we read in the Bible in whom all things hold together. If you're taking another breath like this, it is because Jesus allowed you to take one. That's the, that's the truth. right? This is who we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus, the, the, the importance, the profile. Think of the most important figure with the most important business in the world today. Multiply that by as many as you can and you can't even do that, you think of Jesus. This is who we're talking about. He goes along one day, and people know that he's important because he showed it to them already by way of incredible signs and wonders and miracles and teaching. He's a big deal. The rulers of the world are quite afraid of him. And he goes along his business, and there are kids, kids like you guys, maybe a, maybe a group like you guys, you know, a bunch of kids who came running up to Jesus, right? And what do you think would happen if you went running up to Jesus? You don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened on that day. There were a group of adults who looked at those kids and they said, "Oh, go away from him. Don't come near Jesus. This person is important. This person is as great and big as I just described. What business does he have with kids coming to him?" That's what happened. And here's what Jesus did. And I think it's hard for us to imagine because our culture has changed a lot since the time of Jesus. But Jesus did the shocking thing as you read about there. He said, let the little children come to me. Literally, he said, permit them to come to me. Don't you hinder them. Children, little children, belong 
in my presence. Says the creator of the universe. <laughs> Bring those two together and tell me you don't derive a sense of, of awe and wonder. Do not hinder them, but, but, but let the little children come to me, is what he says. So, 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 so church, let's get this straight. When, when we say that we are serious about you kids, right? Because we are serious about you children. We're not serious about you because we think you're cute, even though some of you are, right? We're not serious about you because we want to say to parents, do you know why, you know, why we have pathway kids and all those things? We don't have that because we want to say to parents, here's a break, we'll babysit your kids while, you know, we do all the adult stuff in here. I worked at a steakhouse once and they asked us in the test interview, who's the most important person in this restaurant? And it's always the child. Why? Because if children are happy, parents are happy and we make money, it's kind of how it works. Church doesn't work like that. Kids, you're not important because you're a great strategy for our church. No, you need to understand that you're important because you're important to Jesus. Jesus says that kids will have a place in his presence. That covers the first thing I wanted to say about an exceptional church. An exceptional church gets the children as a place in the presence of Jesus and in God's kingdom. Number one. Why is this important though, number two? Let's talk about the purpose of kids. Okay? Why is this important? Why are kids so central and so important to Jesus? Well, I'll give you the first reason and it has to do with the kids themselves. For young people, especially if you're sort of, hand up if you're 10 years or older, 10 years or older, yeah, okay, that's, that's quite a fair few of you. Simon, you are a lot older. <laughs> 10 years old, that's good. Okay, why is it important that you have a place in the church and an important place? It's important for you, all right? Can I get my next slide, please, Georgia? Sorry? Oh, yes, thank you. Read this with me, folks. If you want to pass on a legacy to the next generation, it has to be transferred relationally. Anytime you pass down rules, practices or truths outside of the context of a genuine, compelling love, you establish an empty religion. You know, young people, we want to get to know you. We want to have a relationship with you. You do not go to Pathway Kids or to Pathway Youth because we want to pass on to you a set of religious rules. No. We want you to get to know who we are. And we want to get to know who you are. Because when we know you and you know us, that's where you're going to see God. That's where you're going to encounter who He is. That is how we, how we above any other way, may lead you to Jesus. Right? And so my encouragement, therefore, is for the sake of you young people, if you want to get closer to God, if you want to get to know God, get to know the people in your church. Get to know the adults in your church. 
and adults, we want to pass on the faith to those, and we spoke a bit about that last week, effectively, get to know the children in your church appropriately and rightly. It's about relationship, right? That's why it's important that kids has a place in the kingdom, in the church, and in Jesus. Only in that place can we build the relationship through which we can pass on the gospel, the very purpose of our existence. So that's one reason why kids have a place in the church. I'll give you the second one, and that's the last one. It's not only for the sake of the kids, but it's for the sake of the adults. This is actually quite deep, to be honest. Here's another encounter that Jesus had with kids in his time. I'll step through it very slowly. At that time, Jesus' disciples, those are the people who followed him, came to him and they asked, Jesus, who's going to be the greatest in this world that you're creating, this church? Who's going to be the most important? What does it take to be the most important? Do you think Jesus would have been disturbed by that question? Do you think it would have bothered him? Maybe it would have bothered him if it's the question that we would ask, Jesus, what do we need to do to be an exceptional church? And, and, and our motives for that are wrong. We're saying, what sort of programs do we need to have? What do our services need to look like? How many people need to be part of our church? What should our budgets be? To be a great church, to be an exceptional church. That's the question these disciples bring to Jesus. What must I do to be, to be the greatest? Right? And then Jesus did the next thing. He answered them with an answer that I put it to you is quite vicious. It's even quite gut-wrenching. Here's what he did. He called the child to himself. <laughs> he says something so disturbing as that needs to be met with quite a confronting answer calls a child to himself. I'm going to do that now. So if he's here and if he's awake, Marty, can you come to me, bud? Here you go, mate. <laughs> All right, come on. We've got to go sit down over there. Here you go. You hop on that seat. This is Marty, everyone. Can you say hello, everyone? No. Marty's a bit shy. Powerful lesson. Just already. The creator of the universe, a question so disturbingly evil and confronting and sinful. What does the Lord and the creator of the universe do? He brings a kid up. He calls a little child, not, not an adult child, not a, not a big child, a little child to him. And then he says this to them, listen to it. Truly I tell you, that's a formula that Jesus uses in old language to say, get this, make no mistake, this is true. I tell you, unless you change and you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Do you get how weighty that is? Do you get what a serious statement that is? And let me be clear. Jesus is saying, I'll take myself as the point of application here, but it's true for all of us. Here's what he's saying to me. He says, to me, I will never experience the power and the presence of God in my life unless I change and I become like this little boy here. <laughs> what, what a statement. Can you let that run through its conclusion? You know, it says it doesn't matter how much I know about the Bible. It doesn't matter whether I have a theology degree. It doesn't matter whether I've been part of the church for my whole life. It doesn't matter how much I do for God. I will not know or encounter or experience the presence of God in my life unless I become like this little boy. It, it doesn't matter uh, how big your budget, how many people come to your church, how many projects you have. You as a group of people will never be a group of people in the midst of whom newcomers can step and say, truly, God is here among you unless you all collectively become like a group of little children. Unless pathway really is pathway kids. All of them. You get that? You get how, how heavy and how weighty the purpose of children are in our midst. If, if they are the ones to whom, who, who, like whom we should become, then we get why they have a place right at the center of God's people, right? And you may say, well, what is it about a child that God wants to see in me and in us, right? Clue comes probably out in the last verse there. Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Let's be sure, we're not talking about the child's competency. Jeremiah told us this a few months ago in a sermon. Childlikeness is not childishness. We're not talking about a child's ability. The aim of Dana and myself as Marty's parents is that he'll be raised, he'll become independent, and that's the game, right? It's not his childish ways that Jesus is going for here, but here's what Jesus is going for. This boy is never worried or anxious about where his food will come from. This boy is never afraid when Dana or I are near him. This boy doesn't care what car he drives in, what house he lives in. He is entirely, entirely content to live in full and humble dependence on Dana and me. That's good enough for him. He trusts us with his whole being. Not because he's special, but because he's a kid. He can't do anything else. <laughs> it's not because we as parents are special. In fact, even, even bad parents, even the worst of parents, kids still trust them. 
and loves them. That's what makes it so sad sometimes, isn't it? You see, it's intrinsic to these little children to, to trust the adults. <laughs> Unquestioningly, completely, fully, little kids do that. Whether that is a kid in poverty, whether it's a, already said that a kid would... <laughs> Sadly, with, with, with abusive parents, it does not matter. Kids trust the adults around them and they are happy and church. That is what Jesus says we should be like with God. Unless you can do that with God, God is always going to remain far, distant, Theoretic, unreal, right? And the truth is, for me, the confronting thing, and, and put yourself perhaps in these words, I do worry and I am anxious about a lot of things a lot of the time. I am afraid of so many things despite the fact that I know my Father is with me. I care far too much about worldly things and I'm not really content always to live in full and humble dependence on him. The fact is, more often than not, I just don't trust him. And Jesus is lovingly, yet firmly saying, that's got to change. <laughs> if I'm going to live properly in my relationship with God, I've got to be like Mark. He looks pretty happy here. <laughs> So let me finish. Let me land this. I want to land on a note of hope. The truth is, like I said, we don't relate to God often as little children. We relate to him as adults. Right? The question is, how do we change? How does that become real in us? Well, here's the deal. It's not like a switch you flick. It's a process. And it's a beautiful process. There's a verse in Scripture that says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. God has started to change you. He will continue to change you. He will not stop. In a certain way, if you're a child of Jesus, your growth is inevitable. Just like Marty cannot help himself from growing, but he will grow he can't stop it. You cannot stop your growth as a child of Jesus either. Right? It's a promise. It's firm. It's sure. And there's something beautifully, beautifully ironic and poetic almost about this as, my, as God's aim for my son physically is that he would grow taller. His aim for me is that I would grow smaller. Right? And smaller and smaller and smaller. And so pathway or even visitors for your own churches or places where you fellowship, what will make your gathering exceptional, what would make any church exceptional, is how much we are like the little kids in our midst. If you're a child of God and you're struggling with this, ask him for a growth spurt. Ask him to take you to the next level, your next birthday, spiritually speaking. And if you're not, I encourage you to 
Consider maybe this is the thing that's holding you back from God. Maybe it's just the fact that you cannot simply trust him. And if you want to, ask him to help you. He will. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you that you call us to be like little children. We confess that most often we, we're not. And I pray that we will become that. Help each of us to grow that little bit smaller. Help us as a church together to become like a group, a lot more like our children. And Father, for those among us who, for whom this is very hard and who are looking for you but, but becoming like a child seems just too much to ask, will you give them grace, Father, to just make that jump and become like little children, full, secure and happy in your grace. Pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen.